because I have my good friend Malik here today. Hello. <laughs> Hello Malik. Oh, Malik, I'm so happy you're here. I'm glad to be here too. Like I'm glad I could to I feel like I've always told you like one of my sisters that I never got to have growing up. Yes. So I'm glad yeah. I to, to do this podcast with you. So. Yes, yes. I'm so glad we could finally make it work. Um so we'll just kick it off. Malik, where are you from? I'm originally from Detroit, and I stayed in Detroit up until about 2001, and then we moved to Nashville. Me and my mom did, my dad stayed in Detroit. Okay. And we're in Nashville for about three years, and after that, I moved to Murfreesboro, and then we were there for about, I guess, 20 years after that, and then I moved down to Nashville. Okay, yeah, so you've been in a few different places. How old were you when it was 2001, when you moved to Tennessee? I think I was about seven, because I... I remember that because I based off of 9-11. I feel like I yeah. was 9-11, then two months after that, was we moved to Nashville. Do you have a ton of memories of growing up in Detroit? What was growing up there like? Yeah, um, so I feel like I still remember Detroit as part of my, my childhood up until high school because I would always spend my summers and Christmas breaks up there, especially back then, like Nashville or this middle Tennessee, I think, was using the year-round system, so you would get like the month for Christmas break, yeah, like two weeks for fall break, two for spring break, and then like another like two months for summer. So it was mm-hmm. like I was just, anytime I was on break, I was just up there. But before that, before I moved, um, I remember like being with my grandma a lot. She used to, on my dad's side, that was the only grandparent that I had. And okay. so a lot of like my family and cousin's side, so either, usually with my dad for the most part. My mom's friends, um, I would spend with her kids. And so that would be kind of like as my cousins, but okay. most of my cousins, I would usually say in Detroit where I was on my dad's side, and I would just do that back and forth. Yeah. And I was like, most of my childhood, I feel like I moved schools a lot back then, too, because it was always, um, my parents are always split, so it was like, which year do I want to spend living with my mom or my dad? Mm. Um, so it was never, like, consistent with that. But yeah. only, like, my cousins, I felt it was always the constant back then growing yeah, up. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And what was the weather like? Weather was always snow. And honestly, I don't think I could really move back because I was like, all my cousins, they all like have moved from Detroit. They're like in Vegas or they're in Georgia. There was Anywhere a, but yeah. Detroit. And I just don't think I could ever go back. The first, like, people always make a joke about it say it's not true, but I think it is. Like, the cold up north is different from the cold in the south. It is. And, 100%. Yeah. And I just went up there in December and I was like, oh, I, I will never come back. <laughs> and, and I just, especially now that I've been, I've also done like a road trip. We'll come back and get it later to the out west. And that is like the perfect weather for me. I want. Mm-hmm. So the Detroit weather, not for me anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what was it like moving at seven from Detroit to Tennessee? Like that's a big change. It was. Uh, I'll never like forget when I was like asked because I don't know. Today, do you want to live with me in Tennessee? And I don't think I like like I think I knew my states back then at that age, but I don't think I knew what that meant to, like, move to different states. Because I don't think I really had been out of Michigan that much by that point in my life. Or yeah. Other than Ohio, I think. Yeah, um, wow. And so... It is. It's a big adjustment. Yeah. 
And then realizing, like, I can't just go see my cousins on the weekend anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a different thing. And then, like, I'm learning a whole different city and just, like, different culture altogether from Nashville. Especially 2001 Nashville to versus Detroit. It's, like, there's two different worlds apart. Yes, so, definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can definitely relate with, you know, I grew up in Iowa, which is still, like, up north. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's Midwest, Middle America, whatever you, <laughs> you yeah. want to call it. But... Definitely different than Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, not just the weather, but just like culturally. Just like, I mean, Southern hospitality is a real thing. Yeah. Like, just people, everybody just like talking to each other. And I moved to a small town initially. Like, you in East Tennessee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's just saying hi to each other or waving at each other in the cars. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, and I was in a small town in Iowa, but you just don't really do that yeah. like and I mean I know that there's a stereotype of like northern people are just really rude I think that there are sectors of people and probably in certain cities that that there's just like a cultural like thing but I don't think people in my small town in Iowa were rude it's just we weren't super like I mean it's one about the way our yes yeah. everybody just like lived their life and wasn't when you would get with people you would be kind but like the South is so different. Yeah. So that was a big change mm-hmm. for me. And so I know that that, especially at seven, I mean, I think I moved, I moved around 10. And so, yeah, that that's young. Yeah. It's like a young age to make that big change. So you moved to Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the first place that you had lived in Tennessee. Yes. And then at that point, the first place that I like lived in Murfreesboro was MTSU. Okay. Uh, my mom was trying to go back to school, so we lived in Walmart. Did you live oh, in Walmart? No, but yeah, I had yeah. friends that lived at Walmart. And so we lived in like the family housing. Yeah. And so that's where I stayed in for two years. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. How was that? That was good. Uh, it was just different because I feel like um, the kids that grew up there was like this special type. We were like this own unique group of people that like, oh, yeah, our parents don't go back to school. And so yeah. there were like 10 of us on a bus trying to mm-hmm. like do that so it was a school just doing that we went to Hobgood. i don't know if you ever knew what that school was yeah and so um i enjoyed that time that was a special time of like my favorite teacher like f elementary school was there miss dempsey who i still like talk to today um every now and then on facebook even weirder is that um so i went to blue coast and murphy's row about two or three weeks ago and i ran into someone that knew another friend and my teacher is still teaching. She teaches at PCA now. Oh, wow. Um, teaching for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked if he knew who she was. He was like, yeah. I'm like, did she like, do you know her son, John? I was like, yes. Uh, she was pregnant when, when I had her. Oh, and I was like, oh, God. I got him a different generation. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and it's so cool. I love when you can still, like, remain in contact with teachers. Yeah. Shows that they're... Those are the people that really, like, impacted you, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, how was it, what was it like, you know, not being near your dad moving to Tennessee? Like, I mean, I know that you, your parents had been split, but was that hard? Was that just kind of, like, did you see him often before, like, in Detroit much? So, um, I remember it was hard for the grass concept of... One, like, thinking, like, obviously, you know, you just told, like, it's a straight linear path of, like, how someone has kids, like, that to get married and to have kids. So, mm-hmm. in my mind, like, my mom and dad were married at one point and then just stopped. They were never married. And so, I think I had a hard time, like, understanding that as a kid. And mm-hmm. I remember that. And then, on top of that, 
for the most part, I still saw my dad um, on those summers or in Christmas breaks. But uh, he never, like, came down to see me as much for things. And that didn't really affect me as much until, like, around, like, high school. Yeah. Because um, then I did marching band in high school. And so I held all these contests and things. And these were, like, my life. But my mom always worked two jobs. And so I never really saw her as much. And then my dad was just never coming down. So. Yeah. And I started to realize the effect of that. Because at that point, you're, like, when you're in high school, you start to develop more of your own personality. Mm-hmm. Kind of who you are out of yeah. that. And so... My dad wasn't present for that. So I started to realize that's, that affected me kind of growing up later on. Yeah, that would definitely be hard. Um, you said that you were in the band, though, and that was a big part of mm-hmm. high school for you. What instrument did you play? Trumpet. Okay. Yeah. Aww. What, like, did, had you played that at all growing up? Or you, like, joined the band and you were like, I'm going to do the trumpet? Uh, no, I did it um, in elementary school from, like, some 6th to 12th grade. Okay. Trumpet. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of kept that true. And then... That's when I feel like I really started to become more social. Because um, even, like, elementary school, I moved to Murfreesboro and so, like, fifth and sixth grade. And after that, we went to, which now is a managed school, but Central Middle School, mm. which back then was, like, this overpopulated school. There was a 1,000 kids for seventh and eighth grade. And so... Oh, wow. And then Murfreesboro had started to the point where it was growing. So, like, by sixth grade, um, our class was split in half. They would go to scales. So there's only 15 of us. So then you take that 15 and drop them in a 1,000. It was like I felt like I had moved all over again. Yeah. And so it was not really until high school that I feel like some consistency was like starting to kind of occur in my life in terms of like friend mm-hmm. groups and being in one school for more than three years and the same people were yeah. there even after that. Yeah, that's like really the first time in your life that you started having kind of like normalcy, like yeah. not the constant like changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so band was like a huge like part of that because, you know, spend, you know, 10 hour days, five days a week. Of just like practicing playing getting to know people and then like hanging out with them before or after and then you start doing like saturday contests friday night football mm-hmm. and been playing there and i could still keep in touch with so many people like to this day from band yeah and, that. and a lot of those like band parents do kind of help me who i am too to help the support for me and provide for me yeah um so it's a major impact of like who i am as a person because of that too yeah that's awesome well then okay so that was high school band was a big part of your life kind of heavy starting to really develop friendships and things like that what what was after that like where were your where did you get taken um after that in high school i did like well we were evicted a lot and so we were always like moving around a lot things like that and so like around like right when I graduated high school that like reality can no longer be like avoided it was like I had to decide how was I going to put my life in the middle of that so there would be some times where like I had to choose like if we got evicted I wasn't going to go live with my mom wherever she was going out to be someplace else so I started to say with some of my friends and their families so, like my first freshman year of college uh I tried MTSU for a bit while I was trying to do that that was really hard because I didn't really afford it and I didn't have any, like, parents to go to for financial help. Yeah. Um, and I was really afraid to take out loans at that point because I also didn't want to, like, start a repetition of debt and being evicted, too. Yeah. In hindsight, you know, like, I probably just took out loans, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. But anymore. also, I mean, that was probably a very wise... People your age, like, have don't often make the decision to not do that. Yeah. And And get into some really bad situations. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were even aware of, like, I know that this could lead to more stress, more, like, difficult situations. And so that's good. Yeah. And um, from that, um, 
start to kind of make my own like path too of like what friends I want to be with, what like community do I want to build myself in. Mm-hmm. And so from like that band group, a lot of them were like with the same church. They went to North Boulevard in Murfreesboro. And so that started just my route with that of just like, I taught a lot of college ministries. I was the one that was going to like three different college ministries three days out the week because I was just trying to figure out like what do I want to be a part of with yeah. that um, and start to kind of forge my path. And then out of that is kind of how I kind of fell in the city church too. Yeah. With that. Well, before we get there, mm-hmm. what what was it like growing up as far as faith or spirituality? Like what what did that look like for you? For me, um, my dad didn't go to church, but his mom did. So like I would go to church with her when I was spending my summers. And that was your grandma there. that you had that mm-hmm. you would often spend time with. Yeah, and my mom. Um, was going to church and as well, um, and and I was okay at first. Like um, I don't think I like had any like true personal faith. It was just like this is what people do mm-hmm. on Sundays. Um, and then around like high school, I started like wanting to ask questions, but I wanted to be part of like a youth group, mm-hmm. and that was always like a struggle too. Because uh, we went to like, a small church, remember so when my mom did originally, but there was probably maybe. 30, 40 people that attended, and then I think at that point, I was probably the only one of high school age. There was, like, a group above me that was, like, high school, but I went to college together, so this wasn't, like, I didn't get to my own peer-to-peer walk to try to be Christian in school. Um, so, friends in band that were going to North Boulevard, I, like, at least wanted to do that and be part of their youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was, like, restricted to that, because at the time, my mom was dating someone that was not the best to be around in a relationship, especially like when we were raising kids. And so yeah, I was like, no, you can't go. To, you have to go to this church. Because we started, we moved to a different church after that. Um, but that was also hard on me too because I don't know if you want to use the word fake, but it was definitely, he presented himself one way, not the house. He was different. Yeah. And then it was like, I can't, it makes me hard to be a true believer if this is how this works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were, you didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. If that's actually what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this is what church is that I don't want to be a part of it. And yeah. so therefore I just maybe not want to be a Christian. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so, um, so I just tried out this church ten, and especially when I got to the point where like I wasn't living with my mom, was, I could more explore my own. Yes. On your own, like what do I believe and what mm-hmm. do I want to be associated with yeah. and and things like that. So, when you were so you started at MTSU, mm-hmm. but did you went to Motla? Didn't yeah, you? and then I went to Motla. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. When how long were you at MTSU initially? A semester. Okay, and yeah. then you after that you went to Motla, mm-hmm. but you were trying to that is when you were kind of still trying to get involved in like ministry, like college ministries yeah. too. Okay, and then how did you get connected to City Church? Um, so. I got to got to the point where I love going to North Boulevard and like like that, but I also didn't like agree with every single thing theology wise. Um, so I was like in another like season of like looking, and I worked at a paint store that was connected from the, that band fam, pretty much that I still keep in touch with to this day. Um, City Church had moved from what was that called? The Walnut. Yeah, the Walnut the House, house yeah. to where they're at right now, mm-hmm. and. They kept buying paint from us. And so we're always used to churches like buying paint over the summer to do like a touch up project, things like that. Um, but we noticed City Church will like, they will come <laughs> buy like two five gallons and then come back like the 
next day and it was like are you doing like a project like we give out discounts for churches and things like that so this i was like what is all this paint for it's just like this is more than just a touch-up project yeah like oh we're moving to a new building um and so i was invited by not jeremy because jeremy was the main person i saw but it was like someone was brighton actually okay um and talking about the first service in the new building and i was like i'll try it and just see what happens and then i went to the first service and i was like this is it. I was like full of joy and everything. And then I had met Trevor and I gave him a full on like Malik hug. (laughs) (laughs) No one. Well, unless you know Malik, Malik gives the biggest bear hugs. He will lift you up whether you are a man or a woman. (laughs) Maybe not a woman, but, but he'll give you a good tight hug. But for men, you just, anytime you see Malik greeting someone, you expect to be picked up. Um, it's awesome. So yes, he gave Trevor. Yes, um, I was not someone that's like 18 and giving like this, I think maybe like 33 or four at the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So you loved it. You initially had a connection. You felt like, okay, this is the place that I feel like I'm supposed to be Yeah, and that was like a huge decision for me because it wasn't like... Before I just been going off of like friend groups or friends of a friend type of thing, and I was like, I don't know anyone at this church, yeah. really. And so that's, I mean, that takes boldness yeah. and 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 just a leap. I mean, you were taking a leap of faith. That mm-hmm. is, it's not easy to go to church alone. It's not easy to. I mean, you were invited, but you. It's not like that person was your friend. Yeah, it was either. like I've been recommended to go to this church by someone else. It was just like I'll just try it out. Yeah. yeah. So what was the beginning? of that like for you like when you started like attending more regularly that um that was a true journey because i think i truly knew what um what i meant to like commit at that point because i think even then i was like i don't know anyone here and then like even like it didn't happen like over the next week after a while that feeling of like joe's like i need community but i don't know how i'll start community yeah and then uh I think there was because I think at that point, that point in City Church's time, I think the majority was college students. Yeah. And so I think it was a big population <laughs> yeah. of young people. <laughs> <laughs> and so as college students, they started like, we want something new and like, I guess, flash, something like that. And Trevor kind of like addressed that like in a sermon in a way. Um, like, we're not about the flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what it means to be committed and like how you're preparing your life. Um, to be with Christ um, yeah. with that and so from that I actually like you want to commit more and so like, did the Grove at the time which mm-hmm. I'm in Edwards um, mm-hmm. that was the college group yeah. um, that met on Sundays I think it mm-hmm. was yeah yeah I remember that and so I was kind of just doing that for a bit until I could start getting a community group and I did that with the, the Pegrams um, oh yeah they yeah. don't live here they, yeah. they moved to Chattanooga mm-hmm. but yeah so you joined their community group and then this slowly over time I started this Stay committed. This came a tent showed up every Sunday and every I think Wednesday. Yeah, built the community and mm. got to see what the fruit was that like. Got a how is that like for you? That I feel like I mean I know that in high school that was the first time you were starting to make like more steady relationships yeah. and consistent. How is it like in church? Was that I mean I can yeah only that was imagine. like a huge like experience too because on top of that like so. Think about high school, like, everyone graduates and kind of goes away. So I kind of felt like I was at ground zero all over again, but it was yeah. nice. And even try people move away from churches, too, but it was nice to, like, know how I can ground myself in community. Yeah. And also be more vulnerable, because you're, like, you're past high school, so you're, like, you can find, have real authentic conversations. And yes. So. Yeah, definitely. And then not long at, I mean, I don't know, how long had you been involved with City before the Institute? 
That was like coming up on a year. Okay, a year. Yeah. Okay, so Malik and I did what's called the Institute, um, and um, it is this summer-long internship that we used to have at our church. And basically, during that summer, you are oh, doing so much. <laughs> um, you you are interning with a different area in the church, whether that is counseling or music or kids or youth or whatever that looks like. And you're every day you're having speakers come in and you're learning how to read the Bible and what it looks like to develop healthy habits. And what does it mean and look like to be committed and be a part of a church? What does church planning look like? What is, you know, you, you're learning all these things over the summer and you're doing it with a group of people and you go on, we went on a, um, a domestic mission trip and then we went international and Malik and I got to meet and do Institute together with a few others. And yeah, what a time, what year was that? That was 2016. Mm -hmm. So wow, that was like almost seven years ago. Like, I mean, six years ago, wild, (laughs) um, but yeah, so we met doing the Institute and what was that like for you? I mean, I know what it was like for me, but I would love to hear just like, that was a bit, it's, you had to raise support to do the Institute and, um, to, you know, take care of the speakers coming in for your books, for, um, the trips that we were going to go on. And so what was, yeah, just like, tell us about your time that was it 10 weeks? Is that what it yeah. was? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. How it? What was your experience like for that? Yeah, that was um, definitely like a pivotal like moment in my life and like my faith because uh, I think the only person I like I told this was like Dylan at the time because I was like because I was exploring faith that like led up to City Church. I was like, okay, this is me like truly wanting to like decide am I a Christian or not? And I want to do this ten weeks because it's where like we're getting all into it so yeah really diving deeper yeah. and so like this will help me decide pretty much if i think this is real or not mm. um and, and it wasn't really until brandon spoke mm-hmm. and we went over romans um it's when i was like okay like i understand a lot of because i i think he mentions this too whenever we get together like i didn't speak at all at the first like 30 minutes then i just like shot out question after question after question and now it's just me like trying to process like um, who is God? What is Jesus? Explain the Trinity to me. All these things, and then after that, I like, sent Dylan this like paragraph text. Dylan's a friend that encouraged me to do the institute, mm-hmm. um, and he was a member at the time at City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, yes, like I now understand what it means to be Christian. It's like I accept um, Jesus the true Lord, and yeah, going from there, and, which was amazing. Yeah. Like that we, because uh, you know. The how many was there? There were five of us. Mm-hmm. There were three girls and two boys that did the institute with our college pastor at the time, Elisha, and none of us really. I mean, I I knew the girls, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And then like nobody really knew anybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like none of us knew. We were pretty good strangers, mm-hmm. and so. I think, I mean, gosh, it was so long ago, but I think I remember you sharing with us basically like that you had made that decision. There was a week, it was early on. Do you remember this? I don't, I'm trying to recall it, but 
Elisha wasn't there. Yes. He okay. So this is a big. This was honestly a huge moment for us, mm-hmm. um, because I mean we're spending ten weeks together. Yeah. Like this is every day. Um, most of us weren't. Were I mean most of us were not working another job. Mm-hmm. Like during the week, like yeah. when you were at the church every single day during the mm-hmm. week, and there was a day that Elisha was not there. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows that we did this, but we were supposed to do something, and I. I think I said it. You did. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know you guys. Yeah. And we are going to do this whole thing. And I feel like we're never going to know each other. And like, we need to be friends. And we need to be like, <laughs> not that like whatever things look like after the 10 weeks, mm-hmm. fine. But we're in this together and we're having a lot thrown at us and um, being challenged and being encouraged. And, and also life doesn't, didn't just stop during the 10 weeks. Like life, we were all still dealing with our stuff. And I just was like, I know we're supposed to do something that Elisha assigned us, but can we just go around and share each other's stories? And I think that, and I'm not even tooting my own horn, but I, that was so huge. Yeah. Clearly, I still care about stories <laughs> yeah. because I'm doing a podcast asking people for story, like sharing their stories. But I remember you sharing and and I was so thankful for your honesty, you know, just sharing about the hardship that you had faced growing up, like with being evicted and struggling, like bouncing from places and kind of being like, you know, on the verge or homeless and, mm-hmm. and just like, ha- and even hearing you struggle with like, depression and and things like that. And I was just, it made me more endeared to you and, and gave me perspective. Like you are a person that has been through some really hard things. And I think it just, it was a, I think it was a really beautiful moment, like to, to have that time. And I, I really think like since then in my life, I have only seen that sharing your story and getting to know people really is like one of the best things that you can do. (laughs) And I want to do that for the rest of my life, obviously. And so anyway, all of that to say, I just, I remember that that was a huge turning point. And I really feel like we, all of us became friends after that day because we weren't, we were kind to each other, but I definitely felt like, a stranger yeah. like to you and you to me, you know? So yeah, I just love that. I love that moment. That's crazy that that happened. So you do remember <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> I was, cause I thought those were two things between that. And I think the three questions are like the lighthearted side of what happened. And I feel like that was like the start of it, at least for me anyway. So yeah, it was, I think it was a breaking point. It yeah. was the breaking point that we needed mm-hmm. to be able to keep doing those 10 weeks together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 